general nerdery. Oh, right. This is me. I start this one. I We're good at this. Okay. Uh, hi. Welcome, general nerdery trailers. You know what you're doing. Um, trailers. trailers. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Steven's with us. I'm Steven. I'm here. <laughs> you watch trailers, too. <laughs> yeah, I love them. Uh, what do we want to, how do we want to go about this? What, which one are we least interested in? So Napoleon. Napoleon. Napoleon is the one that is the highest chance of kind of Oscar bait and, um, the highly educated among us being like, yes, that's the one that I would enjoy to watch. And it's the one that I had the most trouble paying attention to. Why do you think that's the case? Because this does not look like it's going to... It looks like it's going to get technical awards for Oscar stuff. It does not look like it's well-written. I... Yeah, Because it's Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. Which, like, the did the... I, I forget. Did the Gladiator do really, really well? Gladiator did pretty uh, well. Like, pretty well, right? yeah. Okay, well, probably. Cause, not, to, not to slam them, but, like, I feel like that... It never felt like Oscar prestige, like, is what they're going for. It's a historical fiction taking a important character and wildly overhyping them. That's why I think it's Oscar bait. I just, I'm sure the numbers don't actually work out this way, but I feel like after Gladiator, for every Gladiator Ridley Scott's done, we've also gotten A Kingdom of Heaven, which is fine, but mostly forgettable and meh. The only That's a movie I, I don't even know. That movie doesn't exist. I've never heard of this. What the fuck is Kingdom of Heaven? This one with Edward Norton and Legolas in it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Orlando it's Bloom? It's a Crusades. Orlando Bloom, yes, yeah. that's it. It's a Crusades movie, and uh, Edward Norton plays the leper king, who was a real king who had leprosy. Hence oh. the leper king. That's interesting. It's about an hour and a half too long, and every fantasy nut or like medievalist nut I know fucking loves it, and I understand why. It is a absolutely gorgeous period drama, but... It moves at the pace of molasses. I don't remember. Did it was it Ridley Scott that did the last duel? Or oh god, I don't know. Uh, it, All I know is that we also have Gladiator Two coming up, and I don't know why I, or how. He's dead. <laughs> it's his son. Actually, it's probably the black guy that hung out with him in it. More but, than likely, uh, but also I've never seen it. Which is more interesting. Gladiator's good. I did really enjoy Gladiator. I know they have someone cast to be grown-up Lucius, the little kid. Cool. And, and I don't care for period dramas. They're not my bag. Gladiator Maybe. is the one that I would legitimately argue for watching. Oh, like, I, I will watch Gladiator any day of the week. I fucking love that admittedly, movie. Admittedly, when I was a kid, my friend and I watched the bit where his son gets run over by a horse and sent flying, like, fucking... <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I'm forgetting the term for the graphic effect, but... And we just watched that on reverse for, like, half an hour because we were bad kids, but... I mean, the guy made Blade Runner, so obviously, like Ridley Scott knows what he does. It's gonna but... be gorgeous. It's gonna be super well shot. The, like, it's the production design is gonna be fucking really on point. I know it's gonna look well, and it's gonna be well acted. Fuck. It, it's a little grayscale for my tastes, and to be honest, I've kind of held a grudge against Joaquin Phoenix ever since the Joker. Mm. And that's not Joaquin Phoenix's fault. That's all the people telling me that he really understands the Joker and how the Joker was right all along and, like, the artistic blah, blah. And I'm sure it's great. But Yeah, that movie's not that good. I've been out on Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix since he did his whole little uh, 
not a documentary documentary about his breakdown Ted thing that was like a thing that I don't even like he it it fumbled real hard somehow what is I'm not what is it called I'm not even really here or something like I that don't even know. it it was too avant-garde art piece that like really didn't stick the landing enough for me that I'm just like okay so you're up to stuff I'm not interested in I also have to kind of let, like I saw this thing one of their taglines is like he came from nothing he conquered everything one the man conquered I think that someone did the work and it's like two percent of the world so shut the fuck up man like <laughs> and two he was pretty well off I mean he was I want to say Sicilian not actually French so like you know he wasn't fucking in the courts but he wasn't you know one of the people that's storming the Bastille either by any stretch of the imagination. I do appreciate the quote of, the real-life Napoleon quote of, uh, he fucking hated the French growing up <laughs> because they were so shitty to him. He's like, to these French I will do all the mischief I am able. And then he took over France and tried to conquer Europe. I'm like, well, you succeeded. You, in fact, did what you... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Fuck some shit up, dude. Um... I, I know people who are excited about it, and if you like that era of military history, Napoleon is fucking fascinating. Yeah, some of these battles look like they're going to be super dope. Yeah, I, a lot of it looks like if they're not... I, I feel like they're doing s parts of this practically to an uh, extent, and I feel like they might be doing some digitally, like... Duplicating I'm, stuff? They fucking have to. They were firing cannons at the pyramids. You're not doing that <laughs> not in... CGI. <laughs> no, all practical. <laughs> all <Yeah>. practical. Egypt is <laughs> pissed. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I'm not wildly into this area of history. I'm not wildly into Napoleon as a, like, let's do, this feels like they want to do a redemptive, like, Napoleon as a positive story, and the man was, and, like, I'm not being like, well, the British were the right ones, because the British Empire was not better at the time, but... Napoleon was a weirdo tyrant that used the advantage of the fucking French Revolution going on and going to a really dark place to take over with an iron fist. Yikes. Napoleon is not a good dude, so when they were like, a lover, a leader, I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, Look, I know he did, and a lot, but I don't need to watch Napoleon fuck. I don't that's need to watch other... Joaquin Phoenix fuck either. Like, that's the biggest yeah, thing. That's the bigger <laughs> thing here, so that I'm actually really... I don't know why, but he's, I find him unattractive, personally. He's got a face that looks like it's melted to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. There is something a little offsetting about him. Not to, like, I don't like to shame people's face. I'm just... No, um, I hope he gets laid as much as he wants to get laid. Like, I just don't necessarily want to watch it. Yeah, no, exactly. It doesn't do anything for me, personally. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that we've made fun of Joaquin Phoenix, unless you have... Now I feel bad about that. Sorry if you ever hear this, Joaquin Phoenix. I didn't mean to make fun of your melty face. <laughs> well, let's let's go from a melty face to a pretty face, but maybe not much else for the movie Wonka? They look like they understand the assignment better than the Tim Burton movie did. I'm not sure if I buy Chalamet as Wonka. I feel like I buy the direction that the movie is taking around Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet feels out of sync with the movie at points for me. Admittedly, the only place I've seen Chalamet is the first Dune movie. And so I keep being like, oh shit, <laughs> well, you can act. Like, and not that, I mean, he's great in that. I really but that was Ladybird. He's fucking great in that. But I just, that was like the one bit. I'm like, oh, you have some range. Like, you are a little kooky here. 
I think he has range, but I don't know if he has this range. This doesn't feel right for me. He doesn't quite feel whimsical, does he? Yeah, Kooky is right. Whimsical, not quite. Like, in fairness, Wonka is one of the most unsettling characters Roald Dahl ever fucking came up with, if you read the books. Like, he's... We just tend to go with, what, Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder yeah. Is, yeah. is Wonka for me. And yeah. And Gene Wilder's fucking whimsical, because he's Gene Wilder. He's almost whimsical in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> like... Yes, I was going to bring that up. He's showing me it. It was pointed out that he's wearing the exact same drip that Gonzo has in Muppet Christmas Carol, and it's the strongest argument I've seen for this movie. Uh, no, this is the strongest uh, strongest argument for them to recast this movie with, with Gonzo. Gonzo. I'm also into the... Oh, God, Gonzo would be such a good fucking... Gonzo would be Gonzo such a good would Wonka. Be a fucking incredible Wonka. Um, Talk about whimsy. <laughs> so the other... I guess... I'm less interested now knowing that Wonka was always weird. When this movie was like, how Willy became Wonka, I wanted to see like his breakdown into becoming Willy Wonka and not that I was always Willy Wonka and I'm just going against a chocolate cartel. Um, I will say this. Also, oh, sorry, go sorry before we go any further, I am... The, the biggest thing selling for me was from the director of Paddington. I haven't watched the Paddington movies yet. I've heard they are one, like, ridiculously magical. And so I'm, based on hearsay alone, like, I that actually has me a little bit more sold on this movie. Incredible films, both one and two. Cinematic masterpieces, highly recommend it. I'm probably going to go back and update my letterbox now that I've... This is the multiple... I've, I've recommended multiple times that it's one of my favorite films, and I need to make sure it's on my top four, so... I have literally never heard this about Paddington before. And I'm not, like, saying that I'm... You're, I just... Charming! Just delightful. Yeah, I'm sure... Um, and subsequently will probably be the biggest reason that I watch Waka. What made me more interested in this is that it looks, as I said at the beginning, it understands the assignment. It, it understands that this is Willy fucking Wonka and a Roald Dahl prequel. Like, I was so... For some reason, I almost expected it to have, like, the feel of the fucking Napoleon movie we watched right before this. Like, <laughs> some dark origin shit. Like, Batman Begins, but with Willy Wonka, as opposed to, like, no, this is a kid's movie, and we're gonna have people dancing, and it's... Yes, it's stupid Once that we start, we can't stop. It's stupid that he... Oh, fucking Dancing Plagues. Uh, that he's traveling the world to perfect making chocolate, of course. But, like, whatever. It's fucking aimed for kids. And I was expecting it to not be aimed uh, at kids. His mom. His mom's definitely dead, by the way. I guarantee. Yeah. I can feel it in my bones. That is definitely his core motivation, is that his mom is now dead. His mom is dead, but she really loved candy, so he became... Yeah, nah, mm. it looks kind of like a paint-by-numbers like origin story for Willy Wonka that we don't need, but it looks like it could do that job decently. The real question is, do they put uh, that good-for-nothing Grandpa Joe anywhere in the background? Just already in the bed. <laughs> already <laughs> Already just, leeching off the family. Just a young boy hanging on the bed. Just like, hey, Joe, you gonna get out of that bed anytime soon? No. <laughs> Sounds like an old man. Um, Blue Beetle. 
No, Luke let's Beedle. do uh, um, Outlaw. Outlaw. What you call it? Johnny Black. Is that the name of it? We it had is this Outlaw problem Johnny Black. I'm okay. Sure. We watched this trailer yesterday, and then it took us a solid five to ten minutes to find this trailer because we couldn't remember the name. Well, we were tripping over Black Dynamite. That's it. Okay, so I don't know when this trailer actually came out. I know I saw it for the first time. I think yesterday. So this might have been out for a minute or two. Obviously, I'm sure you've seen Have you both seen Black, Black Dynamite? Dynamite? Oh, oh yes. it's fantastic. I love it's it. It's so good. I think that Michael J. White was like, you know what I fucking loved making? Black Dynamite. You know what would also be amazing? Western Black Dynamite. I mean, he he voice stacked for uh, the cartoon Black Dynamite show that they, they did. I only mm-hmm. ever saw the first episode. And I'm pretty sure he definitely had like an executive producer credit. Like he really wanted to continue doing Black Dynamite. He was, I think he was like trying to like advocate for like making that whole fucking franchise. Like they did the fucking machete franchise. Um, uh, like he was like, I want to do that, but with Black Dynamite. Um, and it's oh, taken, we still need Machete in space. It's taken a while for him to get to here, but this one he's directing, which I'm super excited oh, for. Oh, that's cool. Same co-writers, so he, he co-wrote Black Dynamite with the guy who directed Black Dynamite. Yeah, because he's just a big fan of black exploitation films, um, so he just made one, and it was fucking great. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's so fucking well-crafted. It's such a good homage to 70 movies and black exploitation and also just a solidly built just gonna film. add black and spaghetti to westerns our... because they we straight up see the slapping scene out of trinity yeah we talked about that one in blade 2 uh real quick just gonna add black dynamite to the list of potential future general episodes <laughs> keep oh, going for sure for sure <laughs> um yeah it looks fantastic i'm super in for it yeah i like it it looks like Black Dynamite Western. That has me sold. It does make me... I feel like Michael Chai White would work well in a Taika comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, he'd yeah. be great. They'd be phenomenal. Dude, he should be Black Caesar in Our Flag Means Death. Oh, the would be great. Because uh, Blackbeard had a escaped slave slash really terrible person with a kidnapped harem of women. But who was kind of a badass as, like, one of his number two guys named Black Caesar. Oh, that'd be such a fucking... Oh, my God. That'd be so fucking good for him to play that role. I would love that. Can we email him? (laughs) (laughs) Dear Taika, I know that you're a listener, so you will hear this in a couple weeks anyway, but we wish to get it to you quicker. (laughs) We have an idea. I just appreciate... I mean, I've always liked Michael J. White. Like, even in fucking Spawn, which is an objectively yes. bad movie that I don't... But he is Spawn. Yeah, he's so fucking good in it. He's fantastic in that. And also... And um, John Leguizamo. Yeah, that movie is objectively bad, but with a lot of, like... It's fun. It's a fun... That's that's the 90s nostalgia I'm more interested in more often than not. I just remember I picked it up for like five bucks on DVD when Hastings was still a thing. And their highest praise was uh, the special effects blowout of the season or something is how they put it. I'm like, this came out in 1992. Like, you know, that's not or six or fucking whatever. Yeah. But did he voice spawn too in the animated series? No, that was, um, oh God, what's his fucking name? He's in, he was the lead gargoyle in gargoyles. Um, Keith David. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. so fucking good, too. I always forget that Keith David fucking the main go- gargoyle. The main gargoyle. 
Also, the way that you said that made it sound like you said, I forget that Keith David fucked the main gargoyle. And <laughs> he fucked that main gargoyle. <laughs> I yeah, say he's like the only like, member of the cast that's not from Star Trek The Next Generation in that. Man, I need to rewatch Gargoyles. Gargoyles is so fucking good. Yeah, Gargoyles okay, is good. But last thought I have on the movie that we're not talking about, despite the one that it might be the thing that we were showing the most excitement for while watching. The other reason I fucking love this is because I do want more. If you're going to do a Western, black cowboys is such a good way of doing it because there were so many fucking black cowboys and it's the thing we don't talk about because when we think of westerns we think of that racist shithead John Wayne for the most part also Lord Boulder was the best part of fucking um, uh, uh, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Hot dog do I like fucking comedy westerns that are like somewhat anachronistic in that like thinking about this now like giving it gave me like good good uh, blazing saddle energy like, I was, like, reminded of that a little bit. Blazing Saddles, Briscoe County Jr., hopefully this. As long as it's not that fucking terrible Adam Sandler Western. Which I've heard you know, is not as bad as... that bad. I just, Adam Sandler does not work I for me. I haven't seen it. I probably will never Airheads. watch it. Um, but I, you've told me it's not bad. Far and away, the worst part is uh, Taylor Lautner's character. And even he had the scene... Like, even though I hated most of the time he was on screen, he also had the one scene that made me laugh out loud, like, the hardest. So, it kind of evened out over the course of everything. And Hurley was great from Lost. I can't remember his real name, but <laughs> he was fantastic. And I'm pretty sure it's Hurley now. I'm pretty sure he's I feel bad it. for actors who are known for the one role. And there's an amazing scene with Vanilla Ice as Mark Twain, and he's not even trying to play him as Mark Twain. He is playing Mark Twain as Vanilla Ice, and it is fantastic. <laughs> I hate everything you just said. I don't know when it happened, but... Adam Sandler became good friends with Vanilla Ice and has just, like, included him in pretty much any movie he could for, like... He's in That's My Boy. He's in... Um, I think he's in one of the Grown Ups movies. He's also mm. apparently in The Ridiculous Six. He's in another one, I'm fairly certain. Doesn't Vanilla Ice suck as a person? Or oh, am I thinking almost of... probably for certain. Almost yeah, he, entirely. I, he at one point was held up, upside down out of a window because he was night. cheating people out of fucking uh, the, the money that he aimed got over fucking Ice Ice Baby. He yeah. might... Okay, well, if, if he was cheating Suge Knight, though, then he was just no, cheating no. A, a shittier person than him. He wasn't cheating Suge Knight. He was cheating the person that hired Suge Knight to get the royalties. <laughs> Chocolate or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's not that. a good person. And I also hear that Adam Sandler's, like, super, like, fiscally conservative. He's, I've like, a very, very quiet weird conservative. weird things about Adam Sandler, like, on a personal level... People like him a lot, like a lot of like really nice guy. But yes, I've heard some weird stuff. Also, he's close with fucking what's his name. He's in like all of his early movies, and he was also in Male Schneider. Schneider and Schneider's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, he's like hardcore fucking like libertarian, but not the not the not the libertarians that I can understand. No, he's a Republican that likes weed, um, and calls himself a libertarian so that he can uh, be uh, racist. <laughs> Blue Beetle. This movie, a movie that cool. probably pisses off Rob Schneider. I'm super, uh, I'm super here for this movie. I movie. so want this it to looks be so good. Fucking fun. It looks like it's gonna be slightly goofy, but in a fun way. Yeah, it's I'm the blue okay fucking beetle. I don't need it to be Dark Knight. I'm <laughs> disappointed that I think the guy who plays Guillermo in uh, What We Do in the Shadows is just playing fucking Susan Sarandon's like assistant. Oh yeah. 
Um, I saw him and I was very excited to see him and then I was immediately just like, oh, he's probably just an assistant. I hope he's at least gets to be quippy and like talk shit to Susan Sarandon. There is something interesting about having a fucking superhero movie that has George Lopez and Susan Sarandon in it to me. Like, he's the person that I keep like, is he really here? <laughs> is he doing this movie? He's in the other this- trailer, he has the line, Batman's a fascist, which just made me be like, all right, I'm good with you. Like, yeah. whatever you want to do, man, I'm in. I, he's a doctor, not her assistant, oh, but cool. still works for her. He's good. He's gonna play the lackey role, basically. Uh, do you have any idea who this big bad is that we see? Like, I, I thought it was gonna be Black Scarab at a moment, but they're probably gonna like push off any other Scarab invaders until like the second movie. Also, the Black Beetle origin story is so fucking wild that it's better off just not talking about it. They finally answered who is the Black Beetle, and it's. A, different time travel version of Booster Gold um, after like six different hints Conrad Carapax that's a bad name it's a bad name it looks like Susan Sarandon is the real villain and she is the like trying to steal evil this. white woman that controls Cord Industries she probably stole it from Ted and is probably trying to like reverse engineer the scarab into something and weapons of war or something yeah no i mean she's playing someone who is so cartoonishly evil and you know that when in the trailer she's like target the family very sam rockwell in uh iron man 2 yeah fine sam rockwell did everything he was supposed to do we need you to play a schmoozier shittier tony stark great he did a good job at that yeah carapax the indestructible man Full Still name, don't like Conrad it. Carapax. Still don't like it. Um, I like the design that they go with uh, for the movie compared wow, to the Wow, that's old school. That is, it is probably one of those, like, well, we're taking this name for whatever fucking reason and then just doing our own thing. Yeah, this guy fought someone once and nobody's touched him since, so we're going to just take him. We're going to redo him. He looks like a cyborg uh, using Earth technology version of the... Blue Beetle Scarab, and the way that the little tentacle things were moving made me think of The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Same. This is a movie where I'm not going to give a fuck about the villains, because it's not important. This is a movie about a kid who becomes a superhero, and how does he and his family deal with it? Because Jaime is one of the only fucking teen superheroes smart enough to tell his fucking mom. Yeah! Fuck yeah! Love that. Also, Nana got this Cool gun. She's gonna definitely murder a oh, bunch yeah, of people. Oh yeah, she's got that little mini gun. A mini gun that looks like it's shooting. Like it, for some reason, gave me like a. a it reminded me of like uh, the the polka dot man from um, Suicide mm. Squad. Kind of gave me that same energy. Uh, the original Blue Beetle comic is really good. I fell off of it after a while just because enough creative teams swapped over and there is like kind of uh, quality decay if you get too many happening. And even then, they were, it was never bad. I just only had room for so many books. Mm-hmm. But they did an issue that was uh, entirely in Spanish. Oh, hell yeah. The That's whole fucking funny. book. And it was still good enough that I could follow every single thing that was happening, even if I couldn't read Spanish. <laughs> Look, they're going to the library. I know that one. Like, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I'd be curious to know how it was from a Spanish speaker's perspective. They had some, they had it translated in the back and it was, I mean, it was kind of a boilerplate story. Like Jaime goes to a family reunion with his girlfriend. His 
grandma finds out he's the blue beetle and it ends because a thing happens it ends with him taking her flying it's just a nice cute little story but like because it takes place in el paso texas with a largely uh uh mexican cast it was nice to have here's the language they fucking probably all speak to each other anyways like Mm -hmm. i dig it especially to his nana i just like High Bay Blue Beetles, where it's at for me. I love how close it is to like the Giver. It's kind of. I you love. You just that. love High May superheroes. Oh, I loved uh, the weird, slightly insectoid exosuits that yeah. are super powered, and that's kind of just what I want in life. It's a bug Giver. You are a hundred percent correct, and I'm into it. <laughs> Give me bug Giver. That's all I want. Yeah, no, that sounds incredible. Also, I'm very unfamiliar with any of the other versions of uh, Blue Beetle, other than what Zach has informed me of, like Ted Court, Ted Court, Ted Court. <laughs> and then funny Batman every day of the year. There's a third one, right? Dan Garrett, the original mm-hmm. one. Dan Garrett was the original. straight up created because the Green Hornet was popular, so they picked a similar name and went make a backstory. And then he was basically like a Batman type character, right? The original one wore. Blue chainmail and got relatively undefined powers thanks to access to a magical scarab that he found in Egypt. That is fucking wild. And that, yeah, he never really went that far, but the name was popular. And then Ted Cord was created by Steve Ditko, who also created Spider Man and Doctor Strange, and was basically let's find make a character that exists halfway between Spider Man and Batman. And then other people took him and made him funny Batman who struggles with his weight and has a heart condition. So he's literally the everyman of superheroes, and I will fucking die for Ted Cord. Like that is. I love that. That's that's real good. Ahsoka, unless you have anything Ahsoka. else on that. No, well, I just wanted to say we were talking about Jaime already, but then it kind of fits that. So Mexico has a weird like uh, relationship with like anime and Japanese products and stuff. So like. Him being of Mexican descent and basically being the Giver actually fits really, really, really well. With some luchador him. design, too. Mm-hmm. Like. Because, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more, to, just because of the, the movie we're going to be talking about this week and some of the things it definitely influenced, but, like, Guillermo's super into that stuff, too. And it all fits because that's what the Mexican television channels were able to get licensing rights to. A bunch of Japanese shit. Oh, shit. That makes so much more sense to me now. And so there's a huge crossover market. So when you make him bug Mexican Giver, it's like, oh, we're in. <laughs> My mind literally just got fucking blown by this. <laughs> like, I mean, as that's... easy as it is to, for us to watch anime here that is just subbed... It's probably as easy as it is to, for other countries to f- get it. It's sometimes probably easier than other content. I mean, it's straight up why Pacific Rim exists. Fuck. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they couldn't get, like, licensings for all the hit shows that were going on in America, but they could get licensing for a bunch of Japanese shows and anime and cartoons. The more you know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. Uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I'm super in. I kind of wish that 
Like, there was... I wish that I had managed my time better to get through all of Clone Wars and Rebels before this show was going to drop so that I could have a little bit more emotional connection to some of these characters. I do not think you need to watch Clone Wars to watch this based off this. Other than Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan that dropped out of the Jedi. I do think that it's really banking hard on people watching Rebels, which no one fucking watched Rebels. Which is tragic. It's still my favorite Star Wars thing. But I've heard it's phenomenal. Oh, it's so the first season's a little slow, but it's first season sci-fi. You just have to figure out your But we're getting it looks like we're getting super awesome action heavy Jedi show, which I've been okay with oh, moving away from all the Jedi stuff, but it felt like a movie to me, the it's, trailer. Mm. It's going to be fun coming back. Thrawn looks a little goofy, but that could be a lighting thing, and put it, giving someone blue skin is tough. It's it's interesting to me that they're doing Hera and Sabine as main characters, because fucking Hera is got their entire fucking emotional arc already in in Rebels. Was that Mary Elizabeth Winstead as yeah. Hera? Awesome. That's the Huntress. That's fucking Ramona Flowers. I was say, that's Scott Ramona Hilbert. Flowers. <laughs> Joe! I didn't recognize her at all. Yeah. I've only seen her in those two things, but she's fucking great in both of those two things. I'm wicked out of the loop on, on live action. I'm actually just wicked out of the loop on Star Trek. Not Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm both. more in the loop on Star Trek. Um, but, like, this looks really fun. This looks super interesting. Uh, there is clearly some backstory stuff that they don't show in Rebels that happens after Rebels, but before... This. This, because apparently at one point Ahsoka trained Sabine, and that certainly didn't fucking happen in Rebels at any point. They didn't really interact. Like, I mean, you know, they -hmm. were there, but, like, Ahsoka was not part of the main crew. She would show up and deal, help deal with Jedi shit here and there, or pull them into wild Jedi shit. And Sabine tended to do the wild Mandalorian shit, so, like, they didn't cross paths much but there are several bits that you see in this trailer that is basically the end of rebels because usually i wouldn't spoil the final bits of a show but one it came out several years ago and two they kind of spoiled this here uh the the character that they show sabine like watching the video of and like touching the painting that she did because sabine's a great artist was the main character of Rebels. He disappears with Thrawn and the Pergil, the space whales, um, at the end of it, and he's like, basically, it's up to you now. And at the final scene is years later, after fucking Return of the Jedi, Sabine's hanging out in her sweet fucking new armor, which does look so good in yeah, this. Yeah, looks real good. And she turns around, and there's Ahsoka, and they run off together, and you're like, time to go see those two. Where's my adventure story? And I guess now we're getting an adventure story, but like years later, years later and live action. And apparently she fucking trained Sabine at one point. Also, Sabine is the proper ruler of the or uh, wielder of the Darksaber. It always pisses me off that she's left out of that. She didn't want it. She left it behind. She's the one that fucking gave it to Bo-Katan. But like no one ever beat her in battle for it. So it should be hers. I have no idea what any of that is. The Darksaber is a lightsaber stolen by the Mandalorians that is, like, the symbol of leadership. But you can only get it by beating the wielder in battle. It's Mandalorian horseshit, but it's fun. 
It's also a terrible system of government. Like, it is straight up that scene from Monty Python. Strange Women in Ponds is not a <laughs> system of... So whoever has this is in charge of the Mandalorians? Theoretically, yes. But you gotta kill whoever has it to take You have to defeat. Hey, kill, defeat, say, tomato, tomato. Um, Usually, yes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I figured with, with them, I imagine. Um, is it at least, like, cool looking? Yeah, it's fucking sweet. It's a black lightsaber. Oh, dope. That's dope as fuck. What does that even look like? Like a black lightsaber. With kind of pointed. It looks like a... We'll show you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it also looks like it's... I don't know if it's his last film project. I would imagine it was, but... Uh, I think this is the last Ray Stevenson thing. Yes, it is. This was the last thing he worked on before he died. And his character looks fucking dope. Yeah, and, I mean, he looks like a dark Jedi. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Looks but, dope. Yeah. For a second, I was like, is that Graham McTavish? But no, he wasn't quite Graham McTavish. Wasn't he also in Werewolf really by good. Night? Ray Stevenson? Oh, maybe? No, I'm thinking of no. someone else. Eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, he was a Punisher. Yeah, you're right. In the war zone, in, in the war decent zone. Punisher movie, in the quote unquote, the like ridiculously comic accurate Punisher yeah. movie that people tend to forget. Even I know exists. I've used this for like every trailer so far, but it's the Punisher movie that understood the assignment. Like, yeah, it's like one of the best fucking comic movies. It's not well, that's a, a hyperbolic statement I just made there, but it's really fucking good adaptation of a comic. Book. It's one of the most accurate fucking comic book movies. While still making a fun comic book movie, which that is a short list in my opinion. It's that Spider Verse, basically. It did have so much fun when that guy gets rocket propelled grenade while parkouring over a gap. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Bye. 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 Hi, everybody. General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is ran on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, email us generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earvrm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.